0: All right. Hello, Elena. How are you doing today?
1: Hi. Um, pretty average weekend day for me.
0: Is it the weekend? Jesus. My, yeah. my days just get lost now. <laughs> All right. But yeah, so I've seen you around on Twitter a fair bit here. And a lot of what you post has been weirdly resonant with me. <laughs> there was one, cool. yeah, there was one part that you said that was like almost too much. Ah yes, you said I suspect a lot of modern day people's desire for structure and schedule would be satisfied if we connected to natural rhythms, Circadian season, and lunar and star. And yeah, that's like very directly a thought that I have not seen around before, but that I tweeted like A little over a year ago i was like i have not seen anyone else say that perfect there we go (laughs) awesome yeah i mean that's one of my favorite things about
1: twitter you just like say what feels compelling to you and like other people show up and are like me too
0: right people and it
1: doesn't happen with quite as laser-like
0: specificity
1: in like the world that we walk around in i find
0: unfortunately yeah (laughs) yeah so i was basically yeah i know very little about you and i would just like to kind of see where you're coming from and i was looking through a few of your tweets before this to just check with what see if i could find like a pattern to what feels resonant and a lot of it seems to be that we both have framing issues we don't like the way that a lot of stuff is framed in kind of outer spiritual circles Mm, yeah those mm. have been a few of the things that we've agreed on really strongly it's like i really don't like yeah when i practice for example
1: yeah or like railing against self-love i'm like there's (laughs) something here i know guy like but but i there are some flavors of it that like really did not Mm. sit well with me that i just got so agitated against and i'm like i i need to work this out somewhere
0: yeah Yeah, I think three of them were, yeah, gratitude, self-love, and, oh, like, leading with happiness, basically. Oh, yeah. So it seems like, yeah, interested to see where you're coming from on a lot of this, because it seems like we do have, both kind of have issues with too much of the super happy lovey-dovey love and light type stuff
1: (laughs) right and i mean i say this all from a place of like i want a life full of peace and ease like that, just that sounds great Mm -hmm. and i just really don't believe that pretending your life is already full of peace and ease is the way to do that
0: yeah yeah everything has a some degree of like fake it till you make it in a lot of things. But it seems way too much on a lot of these topics where it's just paste this happiness over yourself and it might eventually become true. Right. And yeah, that's never hit well for me.
1: Yeah, I've, I've found a lot of resonance in like emotional flow and following my instincts rather than being like, I want this particular outcome. Mm -hmm. let me sit here and write all the things I'm grateful for in order to like become more grateful it's more like oh in the moment what would bring me joy and relief literally in the moment and sometimes that's like sometimes that is like oh I just want to like lie in a hammock and drink tea like that is authentic or just like oh I do want to be grateful for all my friends but sometimes that's like oh I've got a ton of anger that i've not acknowledged yet and i just want to like hit something and then i go do that in like a really safe way but i was like zero percent in touch with my anger before the last two years yeah let's
0: start there so yeah i'm mostly curious how you got where you are so let's start there with what changed in the last two years what's the before and after there
1: yeah, so here's a sketch, and I won't limit it to the last two years. I'll just, mm-hmm. I'll give maybe the, the long frame. Um, so I'm 26, which feels both young and old. Um, and ever since high school, I was in like a really competitive academic environment. Like I went to one of those fancy math high schools and just totally swallowed the thing about like, oh, just like do well in school and like your life will be great. And it was not that hard for me. And I did have a group of friends that I really liked in that school. And I like felt like I fit in. So I just did the math thing really, really hard. And then in college, I continued to do the math thing really, really hard. I have degrees in math and physics. Um, But I also hung out with like artists and like alt culture and stuff like that, raves, um, like always did have a strongly expressed art side. And when I was in school and like doing math really hardcore, but also my art side felt expressed. So when I finally graduated and got a job machine learning at Facebook, cause like that's the thing you do, right? Like I didn't think about it too hard. In that environment, suddenly I found it completely impossible to express the art side of me in any way at all, which I was still, I'm still kind of reeling from that. There's like a side of me that just completely quit in that environment. So I felt weird and dissociated. Um, In 2017, eventually my body broke down because I was studying so hard, partying really hard, lots of raves, all that and just you know there's a book called when the body says no which is like if you don't learn your own limits your body will do it for you um so i used to be able to always be on and then suddenly in 2017 my vision changed like it seemed like i was low dose tripping all the time Before you actually start seeing stuff, like colors were really, really saturated. And that was what my body had to do in order to get me to sit up and pay attention. Like if I just had like pains or whatever, I would have been like, oh, I just pushed through this. This is fine. Like body is an obstacle to be overcome. I can just keep working towards my future mental image. But as soon as my vision changed, I was like, no, like something's, something's really wrong. And I downscaled a lot. I consider that period a like dark night of the soul. Uh, was also in some like really unhealthy relationships. So in 2017 is when I realized that both physical health and mental health were a thing. And ever since then I've been like reintegrating. And I did I left my standard software job in March of this year. But I'd been like kind of on the outs for a while at that point. It wasn't like a big decision. Like I knew a year ago that I'm like, I'm going to save up four years of living expenses and then I'm going to quit. This is not the life for me. This is not working. Um, what else? I lived in a community house in San Francisco for two years. So 12 person, 12 people, one house, lots of travelers coming in and out, Burning Man, all that stuff. Um, I consider the diversity of people that rolled through there had like a huge 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 impact on me and then i bought a van and drove across the country and now i'm in Asheville. there you go i'm hanging out with earth energy (laughs) that's specifically why i came here just to hang out with earth energy and it was my most intuitive decision ever i just like didn't i like let the thinking part of my mind it's like if you're if i just don't listen to you for a sec like go go have a playtime in like a forest or a playground or whatever like i'm not thank you for all you've done and also i want to let another part of me have a turn and totally felt an intuitive thing to come nashville so i did and now i'm here
0: yeah can you say more about the like I know nothing about Asheville except that like a half dozen Twitter people live there. That's the only reason I know the name. (laughs) So can you say more about like deciding to go there to hang out with Earth Energy? I don't know. Yeah,
1: a half dozen. Um, I actually, tell me more because I only know me and Jane. I met Jane. Uh,
0: I know I've seen, I think... Oh, I'm going to get this wrong and I'm going to feel bad. That's fine. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw like a picture of, uh, do you follow Prince Vogelfry?
1: Seen him around. Seen Uh, him
0: around. Him with like three other people in a selfie of just like the Asheville crew. And I was like, okay, there's three more. And then, yeah, I think I I listened to Jane's podcast with Tasha a couple weeks ago and she mentioned she had done, some session something with Elena I was like yeah okay, so there's Elena there's Jane there's them and then I'm sure I've seen one more around but yeah like I've seen the besides New York City and like the Bay Area Asheville North Carolina is one of the most mentioned places that I see and I have no idea why I've never heard of it before Twitter cool
1: <laughs> that's amazing I I actually only knew Jane. Um, but Twitter was not part of my decision to come here. Um, what, what can I say? Um, uh, so last September I bought a van, um, cause I was getting as much as I loved my community house, getting really tired of constantly moving rooms and the threat of like, oh, maybe we should like go somewhere else. It's just a little, little unstable for me. And my response to that instability was like i want a space of my own oh i'll get a van it wasn't like oh let me go live alone it was like i still wanted to travel and all that but i wanted like my own little cozy space that a van would provide and around that time i met a person who lived in an rv And we just, like, nomaded up and down California for a bit, and I had a lot of fun. Um, He told me about Slab City, which, if you know, I don't know if you've heard of it, some, like, anarchist van camp, some dark energy there. I wouldn't, like, totally recommend it, but it's an interesting spot in Southern California. And so, so those expeditions got me interested in like van lifing, And I was like, oh, this is a thing I could actually do. There's a lot that I want to explore. There are lots of different cultures out there other than San Francisco. Um, And my partner also, oh my God, she's been nomadic for a decade. Very interesting person. She wants to settle down now though, or like experiment with what that would even be like And she told me stories about like hospitality culture that she encountered around like Turkey and the Middle East, especially, and how different it was from the U.S. And it in a way that really nourished her, and like I could feel that coming through her stories as like something that I was missing, even though I'd like never really had. So all of that primed me for like, oh, I want to explore other places because clearly a lot about me fits into the bay area and also something about this like hustling a lot i i feel really boxed in in a way that i can't even articulate so i wanted to tour around at least the u.s get to know landscapes earth energy and also different cultures right because the I, I mentioned the limitations of the bay, but they were starting to poke at me. And I had just heard things about Asheville, that there were, like, wildcrafters and herbalists and shamans and whatever. And I was reading... I read a lot. I was reading The Language of Emotions by Carla McLaurin. She mentions a grief ritual. I felt something light up in me at that. And... I looked into the person she mentioned, Sabon Fusome, who runs the grief rituals. It's like, oh, she's dead. Alas, may she rest in peace. But Maladoma Some, her ex-partner, lives in Asheville and is like holding retreats quite regularly. A really interesting spiritual flavor to all that. Like I read his book and it was so different from anything that I had known. And also I really felt something important in it. I was, it did kind of a double take. This was in February, but then I was reading it and I got a very strong intuitive hit of like, stop reading, go live. Like, I'm like, all right, I guess I've literally, this book is interesting and I'm at my reading limit. I'm going to close it. And I just I had a big van trip planned in February. just like on an intuitive whim. I was like, you know, I'm interested in Asheville. Maladoma does retreats in Asheville if he's there and there's this other stuff. Also my partner had been like wanting to check out Asheville for a bit. It's just like, let's, let's go. And I'm giving you all these like reasons now, but that like wasn't really the thing. It was kind of like I had a hit for like go to Asheville, and then mm-hmm. and then else just fell later into later I could explain it.
0: Gotcha. With those things that I told you. Yeah, that that is another thing. I'm not sure if you posted that. Someone posted a couple weeks ago about how like. One of the reasons Asheville is so great is because you can find such weirdly specific practitioners. Mm. I think their particular example was like they wanted someone who was trained in traditional Chinese medicine plus like Western medicine plus Qigong or something. Oh, wow. And they just did like a quick check around with their community and found that dude a few blocks away.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here with the difference between, like, why I went and then, like, what I've found since I came. Mm. Um, here's, here's another flavor of it that, again, I didn't consciously know, but it came to me later. Um, I was at my 12-person community house, and I noticed I felt way better and, like, much more alive when a specific crew of four people showed up, like, four visitors that were, like, all really engaged in like healery stuff because before it had sort of been i'd lived in this house and loved the people but i was just reading healing spiritual stuff like kind of on my own and then like four people showed up who were all living and breathing this and also into it with me and i'm like i just feel such a relief and then they left and i was like oh this actually feels a little flat to like go back to how my life was um, so the phrase community of healers like was a tag that guided me for the first for, for the couple of months after that and i have 100 percent found that out here in Asheville. Nice. Um, however integrating into a community is not the same thing as showing up into a community so that's why i'm like oh i thought this would be quicker but there's <laughs> certainly a community of healers here and i've it's there, and I'm here, and we're both here. So that's already that's already great. I wonder what it'll be like in a year or two after I've like really found my own footing.
0: Mm. Yeah, let's jump from there. So you mentioned that you basically had your goal of saving up four years of living costs before leaving your job. And you're kind of looking forward to like next year when you feel a bit more integrated in there, when you found a place a bit more, what do you see as kind of like your trajectory there? If everything goes perfectly how you could, the best you could imagine, where are you sitting a year or two from now?
1: Oh my God. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually trying not to do that. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to be guided by the present moment and what feels good in it um however i have some clues so i'm i enrolled in massage school thank you jane for the inspiration that was great who would have thought i would have done a really really embodied thing as a result of twitter Um, so certainly in a year i'll be done with that and that'll be excellent um, because i'll Yeah, what am I even going to do with it? I, I'm excited to feel confident in my relationship to touch. I'm like real happy about that. And
0: I. What are you feeling like pulled toward about it? Like, what sparked for you that this sounded like a good idea? The massage school or learning massage in general?
1: Yeah, so about like the quitting your job and like doing whatever thing afterwards. I've gotten the sense that a lot of people who want to quit their job just want to like do nothing or like just have fun or something like that. But I kind of I did that. I was like, "Oh, let me just like go to these cool art towns and like hang out with artists and like dance." And that actually got old pretty quickly like i realized that i enjoyed giving back to a community in some way but like helping them organize parties didn't really feel like the thing um so massage just like lit up that thing where i'm like literally everybody likes massage i not literally everybody like wants me to code for them and moreover, like I feel my body decaying like while I sit there and code. There's like something energetically weird about it that I don't like. But massage and dancing have a lot in common and I dance and I'm Yeah, yeah, I think I'm in a period of my life where, like, just chilling is the thing, like doing the day by day, which is not the same thing as, like, just having, like, hedonistically having fun and exploring, which, like, all all in due time, I, I do want to chill, but, like, cultivate friendships, so that's a big thing that'll be different in a year, I'll feel, like, more grounded in specific friendships rather than meeting tons of new people every week and being like it was gonna stick i don't know i'll just talk to you right now in the moment
0: Um. yeah that definitely resonates as like yeah i've been living outside of the u.s for about seven eight years now or something and that's been most of the relationships as an expat is like Uh all right i'm making some friends and who is still going to be here in three months not you not you oh you okay you're staying for six months we get to be friends for half of a year cool (laughs) yeah there's something yeah just uncomfortable and a little draining about that when people are like constantly coming through and then going out just the revolving door friendships
1: yeah i mean i've i've seen people go both ways about it which is a little confusing to me like I know some people, including my partner, who are so energized by novelty, mm-hmm. but I, I do like building, like and that history. Um, so I think, yeah, my vision for a year is to feel secure and grounded in my friendships and community, mm-hmm. and like my interchange with them, like the flow of giving and receiving that'll feel great and also i do really want to cultivate a source of income that is like win-win all around it's not like oh god i like drain myself in order to make money to eat food um so i'm I'm excited that massage might really be that because people feel better after giving a massage after receiving and then like i get to eat and do the finances thing
0: getting to eat is always nice yeah
1: (laughs) i have another approach to that which is also moving part-time into a homestead just to like get that connection to land and food systems but i absolutely no idea how much food we can realistically grow or like what farming is even like but Mm -hmm many people there are more experienced
0: than me, so that'll be good. There we go. Yeah, I grew up, like, helping out on my grandpa's farm, and I can always, like, tell... There's just, like, weird vibes with a lot of young people who are like, oh, I want to go out and farm and tend the land, and... Yeah, I always get a lot of vibes that, like, you don't really know what that means, do you? Like, the way (laughs) you're talking about it seems like... You're in for like a rough shock when you get to your first couple days of shoveling shit. Like, yeah. But it, most people like get into it after a few days. But mm-hmm. yeah, I really like people. Do you ever follow? Oh, what's his name? The big homesteading guy. I can only remember his handle, Cognizor. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. I used to follow him a lot for homesteading stuff because he's from the same area of the U.S. as me. And like, most of his posts about homesteading were just very embodied and very like grounded in the local... Yeah, his very local context of like, I am doing this, I did that, we have to set this up for the next season. And yeah, there's something really healing about just like, having that close relationship with the ground around you. But also, yeah, so draining, just so exhausting. (laughs) and there's a lot of that around Asheville.
1: Oh, totally. I mean, I was kind of dumbfounded coming from San Francisco where like people do have these dreams of like, ah, oh, let's just like start a farm with our friends and then I show up here and there's just people living on farms with their friends. They're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So I wanted to get close to that cuz I I mean, I also shared that dream although i had suspicions of like i heard farming's like kind of hard um but i I don't want to let it like sit in the box of dream i want to get close to it and see what the actual earthly version of that is and also um another thing i'm doing i'm in a Um, I'm in an online health coach school, which is Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and they talk so much about how, yeah, food, food is like one of my biggest spiritual practices, honestly, so that's a whole other thing we could go into, but the ecology of the food we eat and how eating healthy like starts with the soil and like all of its history and they have a term vitamin l like if your food is cooked with love it or grown with love it doesn't even really matter what it is because you can feel that love coming off of it um and i mean i'd be curious to hear about your experience helping out on the farm and whatnot because a lot of The lectures at Institute for Integrative Nutrition, one of them was like an oncologist who grew grew over a thousand pounds of vegetables in her like one acre backyard. And she was really, yeah, she's like, guys, this is achievable. Like we should all grow closer to home.
0: Mm.
1: And that made a big impression on me. and i'm also i don't have like a five-year plan about this i'm just like oh i'll hang out on a homestead
0: yeah a lot of yeah my farming experience would not be super useful because i was a kid and a teen so it was mostly like go to grandpa's and help with these things that i don't want to do yes i'm tall i'm big i can carry the hay bales don't please don't make me carry more hay bales but yeah, I've always. There's one experience that like stuck out to me just because people who are more like in the dream of like, I want to be close to the land and live with the nature and stuff tend to speak about like birthing as such like a majestic and beautiful and like airy thing. And it mm-hmm. is a very embodied and like rough practice <laughs> to just like. You know, be there helping someone, like, put what is essentially just, like, a chain inside of a cow to, like, wrap around an upended calf to pull it out the right way. And, like, that's a very rough physical process. And, like, I always get that image back in my head when someone's talking about just, like, you know, the green hills and the miracle of life begetting life. Mm, Yes and i'm I'm, I'm seeing echoes of like
1: yeah my own our our shared mutual resistance to the like light the Mm -hmm. only light view of spirituality um versus my draw to food as a spiritual practice and specifically composting like witnessing the shit that you don't use turn into a gross pile that like you don't even want to go near and it's like kind of weird and smells bad but like that decay process Mm -hmm. then transforming into something that plants really like um that feels honestly way more profound to me than i don't want to say any buddhism i've read but like a lot of it just like
0: yeah the only thing that like for me is certain like tantric like really gritty tantric descriptions that are just like Mm -hmm. life is death the body is the soul everything is just rough and beautiful and horrifying and bloody Mm -hmm. and awesome (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah and i've been really influenced in that vein by like cookbooks so there was there's one called full moon feast Um, that oh so more context origin story about my interest in cooking when i broke down in 2017 my body just shut off i was like shit i studied math because it was the most fundamental i we all have to eat every day i have no idea how to cook i live in a body like what is what is this um so i totally pivoted from math is the most fundamental to oh, well, I just want to invest in all of the things that I totally can't opt out of, like having a body and eating and relationships with people around me. So then I, yeah, started learning to cook in earnest and just really quickly, energetically beelined to the like spiritual cookbooks, which is a genre. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So full moon feast it's 13 chapters with recipes for each moon that like goes to indigenous indigenous cultures i think it's america centric i don't i don't quite remember but it had like myths and stuff like that and one of them was about blood moon and it talked about like the practice of slaughtering and how most indigenous cultures were like they ate meat and had such a gray relationship to it. Like the likes of which I'd never seen where they're like, if you want to eat organic, do you have any idea how many gophers are beheaded in the combines? Just like every single day, um, like living takes life. Mm-hmm. And like native Americans would just like tell you that. And they thought that, people were being condescending to them when they were like, oh, we're vegetarians, so that we like don't harm the animals. And they're like, living takes life. Like, have you seen just how much blood is shed everywhere? And it struck me that I wanted to relate to that because it was happening. So I wanted to relate to it.
0: That's one of those just extremely powerful truths that is so ever present that like, because, you know, every, everyone has heard some version of, like, life is death, death, living takes killing, all of that. Death and life are one. And then when you get, like, one of those senses where you actually grok it and it sinks in for a second, it's so hard to communicate to people without just being, you know, no, but really, guys, like, I'm feeling it, <laughs> like, life and death are inseparable. Yeah, okay, we've all read Alan Watts. <laughs> What what what's that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean I found that through
1: food mostly
0: that's actually I found it very directly through mushrooms and food I, oh. uh, like the first like big full embodied experience of it was I was on mushrooms and then just looking in my cabinet and I was holding a cinnamon stick at the time just like cinnamon bark. And it hit me that, like, literally everything in the cabinet is related to me, like, wow. is literally a distant cousin of mine. I was just sitting there in front of all of my foodstuffs, like, oh, this is just a family reunion. And oh. I'm, like, putting all of you into my body, and you're becoming part of my body. And then I'm, like, constantly sloughing off skin and hairs and whatnot, and that becomes part of the bodies of the things around me. Yeah. And yeah, then I just had to... Sit down on my floor and try to not exist for a few hours while that sunk in. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I've
1: found a lot of power in like continuing to exist, also knowing all of that. Mm-hmm. Right, I I resonate with that. Like, oh my god, this is so powerful. How could I even? Just like the feeling of overwhelm, mm-hmm. uh, but. Just, like, learning that, feeling that, and also just, like, waking up every next day and being like, oh, I'm still here.
0: And life <laughs> it's is weird going. and,
1: and yeah. profound, and also, I'm just, like, here walking around in the woods and seeing my friends. So. The very simple rhythms still keep going.
0: They always do. Mind if I just throw something at you that I've noticed and see what you think? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah, so I've noticed over the past 36 minutes here (laughs) just a few things that, yeah, you said that you got into math because it was like the most fundamental thing, and then you went back towards food is the even more fundamental Mm -hmm. uh you talked for your future plans about wanting to feel more like grounded and embedded in your community in the place Mm -hmm. where you are connecting with like earth energy again foundational secure investing in what you can't opt out of which is a great phrase (laughs) Mm -hmm. and yeah it seems like there's a lot that is like driven by finding like the ground floor to stand on, like mm. what you can really be there with and stand on and depend on. Does that sound like a resonant thing for you, or just accident and happenstance? Am I creating? I, I
1: think it's true. Um, I've always been drawn to reproducibility, also which, I mean, math has it. Learning to cook totally has it. You're like, I'm going to be hungry again.
0: This will taste good. Um, really, you, really you helps me. You cook in a very different me. way from me if you have reproducible results when
1: uh, <laughs> well, To be fair, I was very bad at it when I first came to this, right? I mean, I had no idea how to cook. Mm. And I'm still on that journey But it is better, and I'm like better at caring for myself. I I think another thread, care, care and nourishment feel really important to me. Mm. But like grounding them in something reproducible. Yeah, two two threads.
0: I'll put two threads. Could you say any more about nourishment? I that was another tweet I have saved over here was you said something about switching out a lot of different like work terms with nourishment. So not shadow work, shadow nourishment, stuff yeah. like that. What? yeah. What is nourishment meaning to you? Yeah. Let's see. I'm
1: going to sit with that for a bit. There's like, several levels. If I
0: reframe that slightly, I might say what does shadow nourishment evoke that shadow work does not? Mm, Okay.
1: So shadow work feels like something I don't want to do. Shadow nourishment is like, oh, this is like for me and love. Suddenly it's fun or enjoyable. Just like access is a level of fulfillment in my body that the word work blocks off mm. work also comes with some dread for me because totally before my breakdown like health breakdown um i thought that like oh you get where you want to go in life by like doing shit you don't want to do and i'm questioning that entire frame a lot um because it I mean I bought into it and it got me somewhere I didn't want to go aka total health breakdown so I'm I'm willing to believe that we can live life from a place of fun and joy and love and all that but also you've you've read how I've been really cranky about common approaches to gratitude and self-love so i think those two views can coexist like it's all nourishment and sometimes nourishment looks like grief or despair or like just being with some scary bloody decaying stuff that you're like what the fuck how did this get here
0: but it's right like, back to the nice it's
1: part of life yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah, last little bit here. You talk a lot about embodiment-type practices, somatic stuff. And I'm just curious what your like preferred sources are on that. Where are you coming from with that? Because I've had several dips with that in the past. And I'm just always connecting the different parts of embodiment practice. So where where are you coming from with that? Who are your favorites?
1: <laughs> yeah. I have always liked dancing. So let's just start with that. Even as a little like 12 year old, probably younger than that. um, I was very, very, very clumsy in high school though. Um, But I still wanted to dance. So I just kind of kept showing up and like trying to not care too much, even though I did care. Um, But over the years, I really connected with something, and I feel it's still not a perfectly fluid language, but there's some energy in dancing or just like standing and looking at somebody that feels living and like fulfilling and real. So that that's the experiential side of it. Um, Since 2017, I kind of just started reading psychology and embodiment stuff, and like never really stopped. Um, But I hadn't really found it in person. It was I was like reading IFS, reading focusing Eugene Gendlin. I don't know if you've I I, those were the two early things that really caught me. Um, Now I'm hearing a lot about somatic experiencing and polyvagal theory but a huge 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 lens that i have now which is partially the thing that like spurred me to come to Asheville in the first place was like stop reading start experiencing um so right my embodiment journey read so much about it for the last four years through those keywords that i threw at you um but then i went to this grief ritual that like Asheville just has grief rituals. So that's one of the reasons that I really wanna stay here because they, I don't know, that feels really important to me about a community and place. And maybe there are grief rituals somewhere in San Francisco, but I hadn't found them or heard about them in the two years that I was there. And what a grief ritual is, is a lot of music ceremonial container and you just like cry at an altar and like somebody puts their hand on your back but there's like a whole village there were like 60 people at this and it was yeah I found it deeply profound and moving And it like it was a whole different thing to experience it rather than just read about it so honestly, my, the reading side of me is like a little bit retired right now. I still do it as like a cozy comfort thing because sometimes just living feels a little ungrounding and like reading is a little safe and soothing, I find. But, but I value actually seeking out and doing the embodiment practice rather than like reading about it at this point. Which I totally did for three years. Oh, I also like authentic relating. Um, pretty wild. When I did that last year online through Zoom, it just like removed seventy percent of my social anxiety
0: hmm. in just six weeks. It was it was
1: really dramatic. So I don't know
0: that so one. I've only seen that name before. What's the elevator pitch for authentic relating
1: <laughs> yeah so you know sometimes in life when you're around people you feel a resonant connection that i keep making this like motion with my hands but like you're unfolding or like i have an image of like glowing warm light and it like You feel excited and you're like, life has more color now rather than like some interactions that like do the opposite. And you're like, oh, I gotta like go self soothe or like take a bath or like rejuvenate myself after this interaction. But that glowing feeling of connection that like sometimes shows up sporadically, like authentic relating is just like, here, let's be people and let's teach skills to reliably produce that. We could just all feel nourished by our interactions like way more of the time mm-hmm. than we normally do
0: I can probably you know, use that.
1: oh yeah i i highly recommend um did a lot for me
0: yeah especially most of my somatic practice is based off of like somatic descent from uh do you know reggie ray at all oh no it's kind of a heavily meditative and like energy body version of not version of like extension from focusing and that was my main practice for like a couple years was somatic descent but it is very much like a solo practice that does not have like social and intersubjective elements to it got it so it sounds like taking what i've got from developing that and like That might be useful moving into authentic relating to like taking that into the world more yeah Yeah, some
1: people have called it relational meditation Mm. which i mean i think it totally is and also it's just like living man like you're here (laughs) with people and connecting with people is kind of the thing
0: that is kind of where (laughs) that is where most of my favorite like practices end up it's like at a certain point like Once you're done with the technique and technicality or whatever of this, it's just living. Like, there's not a difference between this and just being around, yeah. (laughs) All right. Okay, well, I am winding down here. So is there anything that you feel like you didn't get to express or didn't get to talk about that you wanted to dip into?
1: Hmm. Um. Let's see. Give me a sec to Mm -hmm. stay with that. Yeah, I think I'm glad I brought up the grief ritual there at the end, because that was feels really, really important to me, to be with people in their moments of strong emotional expression. Like that's that's really one of the things that I'm orienting towards going forward in my life, like expressing and receiving others through the full emotional range.
0: good i'm feeling like a slight jealousy of that now uh-huh. so just as an expat like yeah hard to social stuff gets hard when you're living in places that don't speak your language share your culture culture etc yeah every time i talk to people who are just kind of You know, I went to like a place where there were 60 people who share my language and culture. Like that must be nice. That sounds delightful. (laughs) I'm really glad a lot of you have that opportunity, and hopefully, I will find that opportunity soon enough. (laughs) Soonish.
1: Yo, come to a grief ritual. They happen every three months. There we go. I was thinking (laughs) traveling, but totally regular thing out here. yeah, I mean, to shared language and culture, like, I do feel culture shock coming here from San Francisco, I but I imagine there are different degrees of it, right? Like, I do I do speak English, and the people here speak English. Mm-hmm. Um, my partner has lovely stories of hitchhiking around places without a shared language and just kind of, like, dancing at each other or, like, pointing to stuff or, like, finding some other way to... Can
0: I, I am um, fluent yeah. in, like, pointing and doing vague body and hand miming motions to uh, yeah. convey what I need to. <laughs> it yeah. works in Korea, works in Thailand, works in Albania. The universal language. It's perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for making the time today. It's lovely to talk to you. I am going to dip out and make some hot chocolate with my partner now.
1: No. Well, yeah, enjoy. Um, so you're in Albania?
0: woods? I am you're there. Tirana. Um, basically I was living in Vietnam for like 4 years and Vietnam just kicked out all of the foreigners. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> so, sudden. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was pretty sudden and I'm one of the lucky ones. I managed to semi-legally get an extra like 3 month visa to get my stuff in order and figure out next moves and stuff not everyone did so i was in a pretty bad situation but lucky relative to the people around me and yeah albania gives 12 months to american citizens with no visa no paperwork no nothing You just show up and get to hang out for a year and after southeast asia is a nightmare of paperwork and extensions and uncertainty right now no So Albania just sounded really nice, yeah. We were trying to figure out, like, should we go to Indonesia, head over to Thailand? And all of it, all the expats were just like, everything is constant uncertainty. Maybe you can stay another couple months, maybe they'll kick you out in two weeks, who knows? Oh boy. So yeah, it's been difficult saying goodbye to, like, Southeast Asian fruits. Oh, I miss like 20 cent mangoes, you know. <laughs> but I have nectarines again, so all is well with the world. Yeah,
1: man. I mean, hearing your expat story and yeah, the jealousy. I'm, I'm looking forward to staying in the same place for a while. I do. I plan to do that here. Was, mm-hmm. Yeah, showing up, it was beautiful and shiny and also I was like, I don't know anyone yet. And like, warmth builds over time so for sure here i am willing to put in the time
0: yeah i'm already like not dreading but like lightly reticent about 11 months from now when Mm. i have to leave albania either for like three months and come back or leave and find a new place i'm already just like ugh, can i just like hang out here for a few years and sink Um. in (laughs) but yeah I will find a place to sink in yeah. soon. Soon.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I could just to reverse the direction of this a little bit. I could chat more with you about that too, but maybe you'll I'll let you go get your hot chocolate. Cuz I I'm, I'm curious about like I've hung out with lots of nomads, but your style of doing it seems a little bit different from theirs.
0: Mm. So I have
1: curiosities about that. Yeah, let's do, uh,
0: yeah, my job uses my voice a lot, so like my voice is getting a little tired at this point, but let's schedule another call for sure, and I can just nomad dump everything that I know and have experienced.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, have a lovely
0: hot chocolate. All right, see you later.